you're ready to have a scaled copywriting business, one that generates multi, multi six figures without giving away all of your time being the bottleneck or stuck in unscalable work, if you're ready to stop the constant hunt for new marketing tactics, clients, and a community that will truly understand exactly what you're going through, and you want a lean approach to consistent new growth quarter after quarter that gives you a truly reliable copywriting income that's built on strategic fundamentals instead of trending tactics, then it is time to start taking the right steps toward that new future of yours. Because I know you, listening to this podcast, you are deeply committed to producing quality work that you love and care so much about seeing your clients win, but you just don't know how to grow without overworking and having to be the do-all of your business. And that's why today's episode is brought to you by my mastermind, Freedom Found Collective. Freedom Found Collective is a high-touch mastermind for experienced copywriters ready to become unstoppable, scaling, multi-six-figure founders. FFC combines deep masterminding and coaching to help you grow a freedom-first, highly profitable copywriting business that can fuel your desired impact and lifestyle. If you want to start scaling your copywriting business by solidifying your unique blueprint to growth, one that aligns not only your goals with your actions, but the lifestyle and the work style that you want to have, then I encourage you to fill out an application to Freedom Found Collective now. Once you click that link, you will be invited to answer key business assessment questions that will give me the personal insights into your business because yes, I read every application personally to know if it's the right fit for you. It is time to get you out of this stuck cycle and into a new era where you're scaling up and feeling energized about your business again. Don't waste another minute. Fill out your application now at crystalchurch.com forward slash mastermind. Spots are limited as cohorts are small group and doors will only be open for a limited time. So apply now at crystalchurch.com forward slash mastermind. Hello, hello. How are we today? Day two. I am so freaking pumped for this. Hi, Emily. Okay, super excited, Nancy said, Emma. Okay, like thinking about day two, like I want to sum up a feeling. How are you feeling right now? And you get like one to three words. That's it, just one to three words. How are you feeling right now? Hi, Meg. Hi, Julia. Hi, Jen. Brandy, hello. Good to see you again. Chloe, Emma, Jen, centered and focused. Emma says optimistic, hype, yes. Feeling excited and ready both so good, but that ready piece, that is what I love to see. Ready piece. Okay. Feeling hopeful and excited, enthusiastic and motivated, excited, motivated. I'm sensing a theme here. I love it. I think my word is pumped. I am freaking pumped for today. We are going to get so much good stuff done. I cannot wait. Cannot freaking wait. Okay. So I'm curious to know too, because we're going to dive into a lot of good stuff today. I'm curious to know who was here on day one, who has caught the replay, who's like, I need to catch the replay still pop into the chat and let me know. So that'll help me give you more context today. Um, you can do this one as a standalone, but it's going to be more impactful if you do day one. So if you haven't watched day one yet, you can go back on there. You were live, live, live. Yes. Got to catch a replay. Okay, no worries. You can go back to that. We'll have that in the Facebook group um, for you. It's already linked. So you can go back. I was here yesterday, live on day one, both days. Yes. 
Oh no, Jennifer. <laughs> okay, well, I hope today goes easier for you and you can catch the replay, no charges um, associated. Okay, missed yesterday. Victoria, you can go catch a replay in there. And basically that's just gonna give you that foundation to be able to look at the next, not only year ahead, but the next 10 years ahead and really think about, we talked a lot about big vision and that big vision that you wanna bring into reality, which isn't just the business, but it's also the lifestyle that you wanna have. So that's a lot of what we talked about in day one. A really good foundation for then what we're going to talk about today, which is a lot of revenue planning is going to be so, so good and really thinking about, okay, if that's the vision, how do we start creating stepping stones to create that vision? Oh, Betsy, awesome. I'm so glad you watched the rest of the replay. I remember you being here yesterday. So good. So for the sake of time, some people are still pouring in. I want to get started and I want to optimize our amount of time, or I should say maximize our amount of time together today. So hello, welcome to day two of the Six Plus Figure Copywriter Retreat. Today, we are going to be creating a plan to expand on your revenue, and we're really going to get into the weeds on this together. So I want to say I loved getting the DMs. So many of you sent me DMs, questions, things that like were big aha moments for you yesterday. As you're going through today, you have one of those moments. DM me or take a screenshot of like your biggest takeaway as we go through the process today and share it with me. My handle's here. That is like the biggest impact for me to be able to know what hits home because then I can help you more. And I actually tweaked some of the things in today's training from what we talked about yesterday. So that'll help me inform then day three. Alrighty. Um, Lydia, great question. Is there a day two workbook? Actually, you're going to get something even more fun today. Instead of a workbook, you are going to get access to my personal revenue planner. So there's no workbook, but in it, we've got sections to be working on our revenue planning. So let me just pin myself here to the video top. Alrighty, let's dive in. And Dale will share that in a little bit when it's needed, but I don't want you to share that just yet, Dale, because I want us to get ahead of ourselves. So let's dive in. Now, by the end of the retreat, I want to remind you that you will know how to scale your business and build your intentional lifestyle. This is the groundwork. Like we are pouring the foundations right here together. And, you know, this the, the key here, if you weren't here yesterday, and if you are new to my world, or if you've been around for a while and we've already connected, the key here is it's all about freedom and choice. Like giving you the opportunity to decide how you want to work how often you want to work, you know, the um, capacity in which you want to work. And then the other big side of this coin is how you want to live. You know, what, what freedoms do you want to have? And so that's really like the core meat that we will continue to come back to in every activity, every conversation that we have. So we're all about building and scaling businesses. We really freaking love. So yesterday, if you are here live or if you caught the replay, and if you haven't caught the replay, this is what you have to look forward to. We covered the different options available to you to scale. So quick overview, if you have not caught that yet, we talked about the options to remove yourself from one-to-one -one work because one-to-one -one work equals handcuffs, time for dollars. We want to get you to a space where you can choose to do that, but you can also scale. So that means maybe an agency model for your coaching business, uh, excuse me, for your copywriting business or a coaching model for your business, um, digital products, consulting, uh, physical products even. So lots of different options for scale. That's what we covered yesterday and really how to develop your big vision foundation. Okay, today what we are going to do is craft your annual revenue breakdown. It's like my bread and butter. I'm so excited for this. So if you love numbers, great. If you do not like numbers, I'm going to show you such an easy way to make this fun and uh, applicable to the actual revenue and life that you want to be bringing in. We're going to go deep on your pricing and capacity because that's really key. 
and they lay the initial groundwork for that big vision. So it's all sort of compounding. And then on day three, you're going to get really clear on your six plus seven figure millionaire mindset. So we're going to go deeper on this because it's such an important part for scaling. You're going to learn the intentional systems, both internal and external that you need to start creating in your business to get there. Things that will bring more certainty, more predictability, and a lot more fun in the process as well. And you're going to have a step-by-step plan to start hitting six or multi six figures. And also on day three, I'm going to open up a retreat only huge bonus to my upcoming mastermind, Freedom Found Collective. I am so freaking pumped about this. And today there's actually going to be a surprise about this where two individuals are going to get the chance to learn what that bonus is early. So I'm going to save that for later. And overall, my goal for you during this retreat period, during these three days, is for you to walk away with a playbook, a playbook for you to scale a business that you love, feeling fulfilled, a playbook to diversify and increase your revenue so you have more financial and time freedom. And then that leads me into number three, freeing up your time and giving you more choice to spend it on the things and the people that you truly love. All righty. So stay with me to the end because yesterday somebody earned a $400 prize. I'm going to give away a $700 prize today to somebody who is here live. I am so excited about this one. And we're going to do Q&A. So I answered a range of questions yesterday for you, here for it today as well. So come to the end and I will give you, um, you know, that personal Q&A time so you can get your questions answered. Now, I will say this reminder as yesterday, we often do not take the time for our own businesses. And professional development is one of the things that is skipped over time and time and time again as entrepreneurs because we're here to give to other people. We're here to serve our clients. We're here to pour into those daily tasks to keep the wheels in motion. But the problem with that is we get so caught in those wheels. We get so caught in showing up in the day-to-day that we don't prioritize our long-term growth. That's why I created the retreat, to be honest with you. It's like, I just really, really want people to be able to get out of that cycle of stuff that I was in that I talked about yesterday, to get out of the hardships of, of building a business without knowing the most efficient way to do that and create a free container for you to learn how to do that. So that's what the retreat is, free container for you to be able to learn the steps that you can take to start to mitigate the challenges along your journey to scale. So do yourself a favor, listen to past self who signed up to come to this and protect this time. So remove distractions. I put my phone in another room, close the tabs and be present with us here. But please also be ready to participate. This is like not a sit at the back of the classroom and just like watch kind of presentation, as you know, from yesterday. Um, And I already see the chat blowing up over here. So Dale's here to answer your questions and I'll be popping in there as well. And really just like use this as your community build. We're here to help and support you. So have a notebook, get ready to take some notes and we will share the spreadsheet with you very, very soon. Okay, so leading into this day and thinking about figures, I want to tell you a story. When I started my copywriting business, you know, this must have been six months, eight months in. It was not far into business. I've been making some money here and there. It was really a grind. It was really a hustle. And like you heard yesterday, I knew I couldn't sustain it for the long term, not at least with my sanity. And I wanted to be a nicer person than I was when I was stressed out working all the time. Like, hands up if you've ever felt like that. So Dale and I were living in Singapore at the time. We went to the beach. 
decompression day. It was a Saturday. I remember this so, so well. It was so hot. It was so humid. And we went and we left our things on the beach and we got in the water to have a swim. And I remember us just like, you know, kind of talking, hanging out in the water for a good amount of time. And we, we just were having this conversation about our future. You know, this is after the point where I'd said, you know, I know I can do something more with this. I know that I could quote unquote scale and I could take this past like the one-to-one time for dollar handcuffs that I was in. And I was for the very first time sharing this very personal dream of mine to make this a multi-six-figure business. And it was super scary, even though Dale is like the person who knows me the most in the world, the closest to me. And it was the first time I had ever admitted out loud to somebody else, like a big number goal, a big revenue goal, something that I really thought a, that I could do, but B that I like really wanted to create. And so I I kind of was talking to him there and I, I started listing off names of people. I was like, Hey, did you know there's this person doing this in their business? And I see this copywriter doing X, Y, and Z and this email marketer doing X, Y, and Z. And, and, you know, they're making a lot of money. I remember kind of prepping him and kind of like trying to give some examples here. And he was like, yeah, oh, wow, that's crazy. I can't believe that big numbers. And I said to him, yeah, I think in the next year or two, we could make 300K. And I remember that being my number. I had seen people say it. I think that might've been like the biggest number I'd heard up until that point. I'd seen people say it as something that they had been able to achieve in a more scalable model. And I was like, wait a second. I know these people's stories. I know they started just like me. I know they quit their nine to five and and randomly like landed in copywriting and hustled through and now look what they're doing. And so this number started over time to become like more and more possible, more and more achievable. And so I dropped it on him. I just said, I think that I can make 300K. And Dale being Dale was like optimistically cute about it. And he was like, oh, that'd be amazing. But, you know, like kind of like, yeah, sure. Like one day, maybe. And that's when I realized as much as, and I love you, Dale, you are the best, but as much as you have anybody supportive around you, anybody who's ready and willing to get behind you, which he did immediately, but it doesn't necessarily mean that those around you are going to be able to be enlisted in your vision straight away. So to him, hearing that was more like, yeah, sure. I bet somebody's doing that. I bet maybe you could, but there's a lot of assumptions that go with it. Like that's going to be too hard um, or you need a lot more resources or you need a lot more to invest in the business or there's no way we could really figure that out. There are a lot of these kind of what ifs like we spoke about yesterday that can come up for somebody else who's or even for ourselves who's not necessarily fully enlisted in a vision. And so. I said, I said we could make this. And I started then telling him about those people again and backing it up. And I realized then that it's like, you know, your vision is so unique to you. And not everybody is going to understand. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that they're not supportive. And there are going to be people that aren't supportive either. You know, there are going to be people that don't understand. People did not understand when I left my six-figure job. Like they did not get that to start from scratch. But there are also going to be possibilities that you can create that people won't quite see yet, but later they'll be like, oh, I get it now. Oh, I totally understand. You know, you have to feel this vision within you. And Dale, I love you to death. You supported me wholeheartedly. I was like, no, 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 I mean it. Like I can do this. And and you were just like, okay, like, let's do Like, what do you need? You know, and even if you didn't fully see every piece of that and what that looked like with me, you were wholeheartedly behind that 
and really helped me, you know, be able to execute then later down the line. But it was that internal belief that drove me. It wasn't support from anybody else. It wasn't anybody else like giving me permission or saying, yes, it's your time, you know, um, to be promoted or be anointed to this new level. It was purely me saying, I think I can do this. And, you know, there's a lot that goes into this, you know, thinking about what, what, quote unquote, successful or or big business people are doing in the entrepreneurial online space. And the only difference is that they are aiming for their big goal. The only difference between somebody who is making that revenue number or that amount of time off we talked about yesterday, those amount of trips, whatever it is, is your ideal business and lifestyle. The only difference between somebody who is making that and not making that version of success is the vision to aim for it is to say, I believe wholeheartedly in this, right? And then I'm going to take steps and actually make it happen. You know, it, it's that full dedication to your vision and say, okay, let's figure it. Let's figure it out. We can do this. So I saw it clear as day. And instead of aiming for like a, a 200, 300K year and asking myself how I could make that happen, I actually started to aim bigger, you know? And, and I was taking a look at what I could make each month and adding it up and seeing what, what the cost at hand was. And I knew that if I could bring my big vision to life, I had to aim big and call out an even bigger number. So that's expanded now, you know, and, and as I said yesterday, we're working toward a seven-figure business now. And I just want you to know, it's like, when you admit to yourself what you really want, everything falls into place. And when you get out of your own way and stop having limiting beliefs, and this doesn't mean that like, you know, there's anything wrong with wanting to hit six figures. That was my goal for so long. And that seemed huge to me, like being a writer and making six figures. It just did not add up. Right. Until I realized I could. And it's like, every time I made a little bit more in the business, I was like, oh, okay. I can do that. I can do something else. Okay. I can do that. I can do something else. So I think the confidence builds, at least in my personal experience, it has, you know, and it's also like, it comes back into the way that you build your business, the way you support your clients, um, the values that you bring into it. Like all of this contributes to what you are bringing. And in terms of like, uh, let's say not just building for the money. Like if you have been in the Casey world for a while, you know that impact is such a huge part of what we do. Such a huge part. And I've never been in it for just wanting to make a lot of money. You know, I think when women make a lot of money, everybody wins. Everybody freaking wins. We pour into our families. We pour into charitable organizations. One of the things we do at the Casey Studios for every single project, we donate to a couple of core charities that really align with my personal values. I've done this since day one, since the very first project I've taken on. And this is just like part of the beauty and the power of growth is the more that you grow, the more you can impact. The more you can impact, the, the more possibilities around you, because now you're, you're having this domino effect on the community, locally, globally, you name it. So I knew that in order to create a greater impact, I needed to have the resources to do it. I needed to have the time, the money, yes, but also the time. I needed to have the energy. I needed to have the guidance and the opportunities to create a greater impact. So before we dive into these numbers today and we talk about scaling to create more wealth, I want us to speak to the impact that we are here to create as well. You know, I started my business from the very beginning, wanting to carry an impact that I had in education onwards. And I hear time and time again from a lot of you actually that I've talked to in the DMs about your bigger vision, the impact that you want to create, both within your life, but in the in the broader community as well, about this impact. So I want you to keep this at heart today as well. And remember that like when you earn more, you're able to do more, you're able to affect more change, right? 
Okay. So whether or not, maybe actually yesterday, somebody mentioned wanting to retire your mom, wanting to buy a house, like for somebody in your family, those types of pieces of personal impact as well can just be so, so strong. The, those are a lot of my personal financial goals, to be honest with you, is Dale and I have written down so many people were like, okay, both of us do not come from a wealthy background at all. And we've got like five family members we need to buy homes for. So that's like half of the reason we're here working. Okay. So the very next month after that, after I said, okay, I want to make 300K, I launched my new offer, which is Day Rate Genius, like version one. It's now been redone. Um, but that was the very first version of that. I raised my prices and I took on more projects and I hit my first 24K month right after that. This is less than a year in business. Okay. So I was really, really proud of this. Um, it was a huge moment for me. And from there, I focused on like really creating more sustainability as much as I could in my revenue. Um, I really wanted to feel comfortable and secure in knowing that I could support myself, support Dale, our business expenses, life expenses, and still put money into our retirement accounts. Um, and Dale also handed in his teaching notice that month as well. But the thing about that was it actually brought me to a place of starting to think about like long-term and that sustainability piece that will play into the numbers as well today. And really the fact that like in order to do that, founders have to take back control, right? You have to be in the driver's seat of what you're creating financially from business point of view, from the big uh, vision point of view. And making sure that you're not tired all the time, overworking all the time. And this comes back to that scalable model. So it's all like very symbiotic. Alrighty. So yesterday we talked about the first quote unquote secret because we do not believe in secrets here. I want you to have all the tools that you need. So yesterday we talked about aligning your big vision with the path to scale. So you need your big vision and then you can choose your scalable path. Those of you that have not yet watched day one, you can go back and watch that and you'll get the full breakdown. Now, today is secret number two. We are going to like reveal for you um, how to create that desired lifestyle, how to reverse engineer that. All right bringing it into life. And we're going to do this with your sophisticated revenue planner. So before we share the link for that, Dale, I'm just going to talk through a couple of examples. Okay. So I'm not just saying like, okay, today let's put down that you want to make half a million dollars this year, or today let's put down that your big goal is a hundred thousand dollars or whatever that is, depends on your phase of business. It's not just putting it down to put it down right? But we actually want to reverse engineer and see capacity-wise, offer-wise, price point-wise, how you're going to make that happen and how that is going to turn into cash in the bank. That's a goal. All right. So a couple of examples. Thinking about, I went and I tweaked this because I wanted to give you a couple of real-world examples. So I added these in here for you. And yesterday, a lot of you said you were track B, a few track A's. So track A, if you remember, was more of somebody who already has a coaching offer, agency, um, you name it. So this will still be applicable to you and you can see how you can multiply that. And then a lot of track B's, you were still in one-to-one -one work and you're wanting to continue to um, transition that into a more scalable offer, perhaps an agency, perhaps digital products, or perhaps coaching. So for those of you in one-to-one, -one, or if you're an agency, you'll see again how you can multiply this in a moment. This is what you might be experiencing right now in business. So fluctuating maybe between 6 and 12K, you know, maybe 6 and 20K, somewhere around there. Your revenue on like a 12 month, like an annual basis is looking around 800, excuse me, 108,000. That's if you're bringing in, I chose a number between 6 and 12. If you're bringing in 9K a month, this is a nice healthy number. Okay, so we're already at six figures here, but you got some expenses. Maybe you have a VA, maybe you have a social media manager, maybe you like dabbling in hiring a junior copywriter. 
Okay. So your expenses are bringing you down to 84,000. All right. You've got a good profit margin though. 78%. I like that. I like that. But I want to show you the possibility of how this can change. All right. From just doing the one-to-one yourself. Because remember, in order for you to make this amount, this is you, my friend, you are in the projects, every project. I see you. I feel you. I've been you. I want to get you out of there, you know, in a place where you can choose when you want to be in projects. So like I still do some, sometimes, not very often, but sometimes I still do some projects in the studio, just me without my junior copywriters, when their projects are brands that I'm like, yes, I am so jazzed up about this. And then it just fuels my creative side, you know, more. And I oversee all projects anyways, but then that like lets me get in the weeds more. So this is about giving you choice to not have to be in the weeds to earn this number. This is what that choice could look like. For example, because so many of you yesterday mentioned agency. I put this as the example, but I do want you to know this is fully applicable if you're thinking about coaching or digital product offer, okay? So for an agency, you are gonna have higher costs because you've got junior copywriters. You might have some other people on your team supporting you like with marketing and other areas. So let's break this down. Your revenue could look like if you're taking on, let's say three 10K projects a month. So doing bigger scope projects or doing... um you know, let's say six, 5k a month projects, you're looking at bringing in 360k from that. Okay. Okay. So now we're rocking and rolling. You can oversee those projects. You don't have to be in the weeds of all of them. You've got your expenses here. So that's taking away a little over six figures. And then you're left with this profit of 240k. That sounds pretty nice, doesn't it? And it's a little bit less in profit margin, but you're making a hell of a lot more working the same amount of hours. So you full-time in projects over here earning this amount versus you full-time over here in the agency earning this amount. And it depends on, some of you said yesterday you want to build a large agency. Some of you said a micro agency. So you can multiply this up. Like this is easily applicable if you want to build a seven-figure agency. Or if you want to have one scalable coaching offer, maybe a program to help people learn how to write conversion copy or learn how to grow their email lists, right? You could easily scale that and profit margins are much higher on that side as well. All right. See, any questions up until this point? Victoria, good question about finding junior copywriters. I I did mention this yesterday, yeah. Um, There are many different ways you can. I recommend building relationships, getting in the room with people and seeing A, who you would work well with, want to collaborate with, want to be like co-conspirators with, and then um, B, being able to vet their work and actually work side by side and see what kind of copy and results are producing. So the junior copywriters, every single one that I've worked with has been somebody that I have known for a long period before I hired them, just because it's allowed me to see long-term what they are able to do. And that doesn't mean that you have to do that. That was just, I was lucky enough to be in rooms with copywriters that I knew and I trusted and I was able to tap them on the shoulder. So I just recommend starting networking with more copywriters, getting in the room with them. Okay. So sometimes our natural response is to create distance between us and our bigger revenue goals, you know, because we're afraid of going outside of our comfort zone, Um, maybe because we're afraid of admitting what we really want to build or we want to build something bigger or better than we previously dreamt about. And I've seen this like with myself personally, but also I remember so distinctly this time last year. Because I have an FFC client. Her name is Bailey. She is an incredible email marketer. Um, she really focuses on lifestyle mark, life cycle marketing, excuse me. And she does an exceptional job with some really big brands. And she was at the retreat last year. 
And she came in knowing that she wanted to make more money than she had been in the past, but her business had been stagnant for a while. You know, she, her leads had dried up. She'd lost her retainer client and her revenue took a really big dip, a really big dip. So she came in thinking, okay, I want to make more money. I do want to grow. And what I loved so much about what she brought to this room is through the activity that we are about to do together. So hold on for that. Through the activity we are about to do together, Bailey let go of any of that inner critic voice. She let go of the what if of the limiting beliefs. She checked any of the reservations she had mentally at the door and she showed up fully to this activity. And together we mapped out the biggest revenue goals she ever had, multi six figures. And what came next is the biggest lesson I want you to take away because getting into a growth mindset is the first step. But you infinitely increase the power of its capacity for producing real results when it is coupled with action. So yes, I'm talking a lot about that growth mindset, about money mindset, about leaving those limiting beliefs behind and actually showing up and saying, I want to earn this much or I want to build this type of company. But at the end of the day, it means nothing if it's not coupled by action. So we did this activity together. And then when Bailey joined FFC, she got to work. And within six months, she hit her first ever six figures. And, and very quickly surpassed that. She paid off all of her debt in the last year. And she just told me last week, actually, that she is on track, ready to buy their dream house this year. And the beautiful thing about this is it wasn't even like financial security of like what this brings for you. You know, it's really in, in the beauty of the creation of an idea. Yes, having the financial security is great. And that's a first step in, in you know, continuing to build and scale your business. However, The fact that all of this in her life just came from a decision to say, hey, this is the future that I want to make. This is a possibility even. Like that she claimed that for herself and set out to make it. That was everything. So as we go into this activity, I want you to be ready to think a little bit bigger, to check those hesitancies at the door, to be a little bit more like Bailey today. And and really give yourself then the the foresight to say, okay, this is an activity that is going to propel me into action because it is great to put numbers on a spreadsheet, but we want to bring them into your bank account. Okay. So let's get going with our sophisticated revenue planner. So Dale, if you can pop, pop this into the chat, it's going to prompt you to make a copy. It's going to prompt you to make a copy. Dale just popped it in there. Thank you, Dale. Yes, stability, Amira. Yes, I know that is such an important goal and you can definitely build instability. You just need some credibility markers to do that. And we'll talk about that today and tomorrow. Yes, Lindsay, a valuable lesson to always be selling. Yeah, and that's why just having predictable automated selling systems up and Legion is going to be so, so important. Marissa, I feel like I lost my marketing mojo. Okay, you guys, this is getting me all excited for tomorrow already because we're going to talk about that. So good. Okay. I'm going to move on. Assuming now that we've got your revenue planner up, if you have not scrolled up in the chat, you can go and click on that from Dale. And let me actually, you know what, before I do that, that's that's what it looks like. So you can pull it up. But before I do that, I'm going to walk you through um, the first part. So looking at the next 12 months, I want you to start on the start here tab. So you'll see that down at the bottom, start here tab. And I want you to fill in Three things, three numbers. These are your great, your better, and your best revenue goals. Okay. 
great, better, and best revenue goals. And now in here as well, you'll see down below, I've got two different spaces for you. First, you'll see your 12-month revenue goals, and then underneath, you'll see your 10-year revenue goals. I've got that there because we want to align this with big vision and where you're going. We're looking at annual goals. So how much do you want to be making in 10 years, one year? And in 10 years, if you're not quite sure, give it a ballpark. You know, for 10 more years of experience and work, how much do you think that, you know, you would feel fulfilled earning to be able to fill your lifestyle and the impact that you want to be able to create? But mainly we're going to be focusing on these 12 months. So over the next year, the reason is this, the 12-month goal is our stepping stone to the 10-year goal. It's the very first step in the path. So if we want to earn X amount in 10 years, well, we better make sure that we are on our way in this next year. And then we're able to continue stepping up and up and up as we go. Okay. Give you a moment to fill these in. So for me, I like to keep my base goal here, you know, um, like in the great column, like be like, okay, this is my base. This is maybe what I feel a little more comfortable with, but I don't want to underestimate myself and I still don't want to limit myself. Um, so just give yourself a little bit of that, that motivation, that challenge. Like, what do you think you would really feel happy with as your base great goal? And then you're better and your best. And remember, any revenue goal can be reverse engineered. We just have to first believe it is possible. So it's really not about I want to make this much or I hope I'll make this much. It's I will make this much. I will make this much. And it doesn't mean you have to have made it before. I, I said to Dale, I want to make $300,000 when the most I'd ever had in my own account was, I, I don't know, probably still four figures. Like this was this was something that was totally outside of my comfort zone. It was totally outside of the realm of what I had done, what I, um, you know, thought I could do. And it was just all about figuring out that the only thing stopping me was me. Only thing stopping me was me first, the belief, and then second, finding the strategy and like implementing. Okay. We've got these written down here. I know some of you are still popping into the revenue planner. Okay. So I want to admit something. I'm tricking you a tiny bit. Just a teeny bit. Okay, I'm tricking you a tiny bit because here's the thing. I'm going to tell you to choose the best. The best goal. Because our egos and our brains like to keep us safe. Right? They, they like to keep us in a zone, not necessarily help us grow. So I want you to claim a bigger future for yourself. One that is more likely than you think, probably. Okay? Now share in the chat, what is your best goal? What is your best goal? Awesome, Tanit, 350K, I love it. Alethea, 200K. Oh, it's going so fast, I can't keep up. 300, 200, 300, 10K months, great. 350 a year, 200, 375, 250, 200, 20K per month. 150K, working 25 hours a week. Ooh, Andrea, I love that addition there. Thinking about that lifestyle piece. So, so good. 30K per month. Okay, ladies, these are so good. So doable, so good. And I know I saw somebody's comment and I was gonna reply to it, but um, the chat is blowing up. But it was about feeling like you have to sell so many services all the time. 
in order to be able to fill this amount um, and having so many different offers, A, that comes back to simplification and B, it comes back to what we're going to talk about tomorrow, which is getting your um, solidified automated lead gen and sales processes up and running. So stay tuned for that. And I feel you, that is a rite of passage. So don't feel like you're necessarily doing something different to anybody else or that anybody has figured it out in a different way and you're missing something. It's a rite of passage to, to get to that point where you feel like, oh my goodness, this isn't sustainable because then that's when every entrepreneur shifts and says, okay, how can I make this sustainable? How can I bring leads in in a more easy way, build a brand in an easier way? So we'll get to that as well. Okay. Awesome. 200K from Lindsay. Okay. Perfect. 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 So <clears throat> now I want you to hop over to the product suite tab. So you'll see down at the bottom in the product suite tab. And I want you to write down your core offers and pricing offers and pricing. Now, let me just give you a disclaimer first, okay? This is what you want it to be. So I've heard a lot of you say things like, oh, I'm offering this. I don't want to anymore. I've been there too. This is your full permission to say, okay, over the next year, like we talked about yesterday, things do not change unless you make them change. So right now, over the next year, what do you actually want things to look like? So if you're tired of writing those blog articles, don't put them in here. Like if you want to write more sales pages, put them in here. So really thinking about what do you want to be offering based on what you're currently doing. If you're wanting to do an agency model, this is going to look like whatever services, maybe you want to keep your same core services, or maybe you want to like niche down as an agency and have a, you know, a couple primary ones. Um, this is really just your first iteration of this. Ideally, you'll come back to it and you'll continue to ideate, you'll continue to percolate on these pieces and these elements that are going to be your sustainable business model going forward. So this is our first iteration, no pressure. Um, give yourself just the space to say, okay, what could this look like if I wanted to get rid of this or add this or um, have a, a coaching offer that I scale up or a primary copy conversion course that I grow? Just giving yourself that space, okay? This is what you want to be offering and selling according to your new potential business model. All righty. Now you'll also see on the left-hand side, you can allocate these offers to certain business like departments of yours, for example, depending on if you're going to have more than one area, like diversified. So if you're currently running an agency, for example, and you know, yes, I do want to continue to take this to scale. And even if I'm the bottleneck right now, even if things aren't as functional as I want them to be, I know that I want this to be my vision long-term. I just need to clean things up. I just need to make it more um, efficient, more effective. Then you'll probably just keep things under the agency model. All right. You'll probably just have everything under there. If right now you're doing one-to-one -one and you know you want to scale with digital products or a course, then you're going to have your one-to-one. -one. That's going to sustain you. Okay, so let's say we'll keep your one-to-one -one here. And as you then grow your revenue with your primary course offer, and that's your scalable offer, then that's going to increase here. And that's in its own digital education department, quote-unquote. Cool. All right, and the last reminder for this too, we're building simplified business models, ladies. Simplified. Because if you have 20 million things to sell, you're going to end up with those 20 million plates in the air we talked about yesterday. And I was like running around like a chicken with my head cut off. As soon as I like focus on one thing, the others dropped, like it just is not sustainable and it is not scalable. All right. So simplified. So the goal isn't to have 10 offers listed out here. You know, you might have that right now, but this is like ideally going forward. We want to streamline and create one scalable model for you. Okay. Let's see. 
ah, Nancy, but how do I determine the price? You read my mind, my friend. Alrighty, so you don't have to decide the exact price right now, but these should be based on what you're currently charging. And if you feel like you've been undercharging, this is that permission to say maybe it's time to increase your rates. Um, we don't want to inflate our prices just to inflate our prices, but we do want to take these things into account. And here's what I will say about this. As women, generally speaking, we have a, a habit, a tendency to underprice ourselves like according to our male counterparts. There's studies, there's research. We consistently, not just that we can get paid less in the corporate world, but also we often underprice our services compared to somebody else. So I encourage you right now to consider, do you think your full worth is being taken into account? And here is how you can determine that. You want to look at things um, based on industry first and foremost. So different industries will have different standards of pricing. Some are more lucrative than others. That's the honest truth, especially with copywriting. All right, your level of experience. Do you bring a lot of experience to the table? Your level of results. If you don't have a lot of results to speak to yet, that's okay. You build those. You can build those. Skill set. Are you bringing any special skills to the table? Transformation that you've helped people have. Deliverables. So how much are you actually like packaging up and giving to a client or a customer inside of your offer? How much time and energy are you spending? And expenses. How much in expenses, you know, are you spending, like, especially if you have a junior copywriter, business manager, somebody like that supporting you? So this is not a lesson on pricing. This is something that is much more personal. Um, so I want you to take into account how you feel about your pricing right now. If you think it's justified, if you think that perhaps you're underpricing yourself. And I want you to consider what you want your prices to be over the next year what you want them to be over the next year in general. Okay, this doesn't mean this needs to be your finalized pricing. Okay, let me just check questions. Lydia, how do I find, how do you find your price in the industry when Fiverr is driving prices down? I wouldn't look at Fiverr. I wouldn't look. Somebody who's shopping on Fiverr is not the same person who's going to be paying a premium copywriter for, um, you know, brand messaging and web copy or sales copy or launch copy or whatever it is that you are doing. Um, yeah, the it, it, that market is a completely different market. They are price shoppers for the most part. Is having one offer too little? Not necessarily. Still feeling like I'd be offering too many things. And that's okay. Sometimes it's iterations, Victoria, of like narrowing down and narrowing down what you're offering. Okay. Let's dive in. We're going to do some hot seat coaching. So you are going to get some free coaching today and you're going to get to watch some free coaching today. So I'm going to walk you through your next 12 months of revenue planning. So you can do this side by side with me doing it live and then you can do it on yours as well. Um, and for the sake of time together with everybody, I'm going to ask for a volunteer. But before you go into the chat, before you go into the chat, I need somebody who has a good understanding of their current offer. So if you're a newer copywriter, this probably isn't the best um, opportunity for you and for the group. We really want to look at somebody's business who has a good understanding of their offers and what they want to do going forward. It doesn't mean you have to have everything fleshed out, but a good understanding of what you want to be doing going forward in terms of your simplified business model talking about yesterday. And then we will walk through what these future um, you know, revenue uh, numbers can look like. So who wants to volunteer? Let me look. We have some messages in the chat. I love it. Oh my gosh, I volunteer's tribute. So good. 
Brave Souls, pop your name in here if you want to volunteer. I'll just give you a second as I see these names come in, so I make it fair. Um, and then those of you who are chosen equally, like getting to watch and observe this is going to be, I think, so impactful on like the way that then you design yours. So if I challenge this person a little bit, ask some questions, like think about that in the same way for yours. Okay, let me scroll through here. Oh, so many, so hard to choose. Okay, let's see here. Uh, Alethea. Alethea, how about you? I'm just choosing like randomly. I've scrolled up this list so many times. Um, let's do this. Okay. So what I'm going to do, Alethea, if you can say something or raise your hand. Cass, I see your hand is raised. We're not going to do any questions like live questions until the end, um, but you can also pop your question to the chat and we'll save that for you, but I will definitely get to your question at the end. Um, so Alethea, if you could raise your hand, like your, um, your Zoom hand, not your literal hand, because there are so many screens here and then I'll be able to pin you to the top. So that we can get you okay, off. I'm, I'm a fool and I can't figure out how to raise okay, no worries. Hand, so I love to just talk. <laughs> no worries. Hold on one second. Let me just find you. Hold okay, reactions. On. Oh, I see you right here. Okay. Oh. I'll pin you next to me. Oh, look, you did it. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you. Whoever said that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You guys are so great. You're so supportive. Okay. Here we go. Now, can you each give me an indication that you can see my spreadsheet here? I want to make sure that we've got this up. Yes, nodding. Okay, thank you, Emily. Okay, fantastic. And I'm just going to zoom in a little bit because I've got this on a bigger monitor. So we're going to go grandma over here. Um, now, Alethea, before we dive into this, can you, well, first of all, thank you for being a brave volunteer. It is courageous to stand up here and um, talk about this together. So I'm super excited and hope this is really impactful for you. So can you please share with everybody a little bit about your um, current business model and thinking about yesterday, your idea for scalability and where you want to grow with that? Yes. Yeah. So I have been in business for about a year and a half, a little over a year and a half. And obviously I'm a copywriter. I'm a copywriter who does predominantly website and sales page copy, working with fun, funky brands and creative entrepreneurs. At the moment, I am just in one-to-one, -one, but definitely looking to move away from that um, and scale into an agency. And, and then all of the things yesterday intrigued me, but first, my first focus is to grow my team so that I can step away from doing all of the projects myself. Great, great. Yeah. And you know what? I think I'm like you. Um, and I'm wondering if many, many of the other ladies in this room are feeling the same way. Like I am so interested by so many things, multi-passionate. You can definitely build a multidisciplinary, multi-passionate business as well, but it's just about doing it in phases that are more sustainable. So I like your idea here and growing an agency um, feels so good for you and your business. So can you walk us through what were your great, better, best numbers that you put down? Yeah. So my, oh, hold up. Um, my, sorry, I have a hundred tabs open. And I swear I had a, I had one tab dedicated to this, but um, my great was 80K, my better was 100K, and my best was 240K. 
Okay, cool. Okay, can I ask why 240? Um, because that would be me making 20 a month. Okay, I like the math there. I might challenge that and say why not 250 just like for a nice round number, <laughs> but um okay, I think that this is good. 80, 100, and then 240. There's a huge jump here between 100 and 240. Like what's the um what what made you feel called for these specific numbers and like the distance between those two? I feel like 80, I, I could do, I've Mm -hmm. had some awesome revenue months and I've had some not so awesome revenue months. And I feel like as I figure out how to get more consistent, 80 seems super feasible. A hundred would be great just because I would love to hit that six figure mark. Hence why I'm here. And then if I'm really like, big ideas, big dreams, long-term vision is definitely to be making baller money and, you know, bringing in a quarter of a million a year plus as I grow. So fantastic. Can we just like coin that baller money? Like (laughs) our catchphrase now? (laughs) So good. Or somebody put in the Facebook group, a good motto from yesterday. Now again, now I lost it. If somebody remembers it, put it in the chat for me, but I'm going to go back and check on that. But now we've got two mottos, including baller money. So I, yeah, I think that these are great. I honestly would encourage you to put your um, great one probably up to hundred and then find an in-between for the other two. But again, I kind of tricked you a little bit and I'm going to ask you to choose your best one anyways. So going forward, what I like about having these three is it releases some of the pressure. Um, and I think a lot of the times we can put pressure on ourselves as entrepreneurs and as copywriters to need to hit a number or we've failed or we've not done a good job. But the way I like to think about it is this. <clears throat> if you originally had thought, okay, what do I think is feasible for me this year? I think I could do 80, maybe I could do a hundred. And if you had sat with that, you would do a great job. You would work your, your, you know, tushy off going and bringing in this six figure year. I know it. I know you would do that. However, if we go for our best goal, if we go for 240 K and even if we freaking miss it, even if we get nowhere close, we're probably a hell of a lot closer to 240 K than if we had just sat at hundred or 80, right? We're probably getting like to a point where we're surpassing those and we're getting close to this one. So that's my rationale for each of you um, in choosing the, the best goal and then saying, you know, I would rather get a hell of a lot closer to that than stick in my comfort zone at 80 or 100 in something I know I could do. Because here's the thing, if we aim for a business that like, you know, I think in the beginning, I was like, okay, 5K months, maybe if I could make around like 60-ish K a year, like that would be really good in the beginning. And I know that if I had stuck with that for months, I think I, I kind of ditched that mindset after the first like three months in my business. But if I had stuck with that, I would have probably produced a business that made 60K a year because that's what I had my eye on. And so then that my actions were going toward, okay, what do I need in order to do that? But if I was aiming for 240K a year, I would have gotten a lot closer to that than staying around at 60. So that said, we're going to aim in here for our 240K, thinking about this next possibility for you. So can you walk us through like your current offers? Um, well, walk us through what you want to be offering. And, and that might be taking into consideration some things that you want to ditch from this year, or maybe you want to continue. Yeah. So sales page copy for sure stays. Love that. <laughs> and I currently charge for that. It starts at 2000 website copy definitely stays as well. And that starts at, um, 3.5 and then 
I have website audits that I do like offering. Those are far smaller, but those I'm raising my price to 500. Yay, from <laughs> what? Told me, a client told me yesterday I should. So I was like, well, I'm going to listen to that, of course. <laughs> um, and besides that, there's like backend stuff that I feel like I don't love to do and would probably pass off. Like maybe offering retainer style blogging stuff. Um, like and newsletter. Sorry, just to clarify, you'd want to pass it off maybe to a junior copywriter in the agency yes. or stop doing it altogether. I don't offer it currently. It's something I get asked about a lot. So I feel like I'd like to offer it in the future, but I don't want to do it myself. <laughs> so <laughs> paying okay. attention to what the people want, but also email marketing as well as is something that I like, I like to do um, for like launches. So potentially I, a launch package. Yeah, a launch package would be good. Mm, absolutely. Okay. So what I'm going to do here then is let me just insert a row below. So for those of you watching, um, Alethea's is going to look a little bit different if you are wanting to branch into something else. So you actually don't need these additional um, pieces yet until you're ready to build the multidisciplinary piece. But right now, focusing on the agency launch copy offer, very lucrative. Okay. So in terms of price point, can I just ask like website copy at 3.5, uh, roughly like what's the scope deliverables for this package? Yeah, that's for a five page. And we have, of course, like the questionnaire, we've got mm -hmm. two hour kickoff call, two rounds of revisions, a review call. So it's just really website copy focused, but starting at five pages. And what's the level of research that you're doing? Um, I do it's, oh, I guess SEO stuff. Mm -hmm. Definitely do a ton of SEO research as well as like market research. Okay, cool. So depending on the scope of that and how in depth you go, I feel like this, um, is a nice base price, but it could probably be increased, um, a tad, especially if you're going like, I don't know if you're doing any like voice of customer interviews or, um, if you're just talking at the moment, okay. but so then, then maybe around the 4k price point or so for those like five core pages. And if you did extend the, um, like, let's say depth of the research, then it would definitely increase that for you. So I'd encourage you to up this, but a 3,500 is also a good price sales page copy. Is this for like a long form sales page? Somebody's program course. That's for like a short, shorter form, but long form. Yeah. It's like, I usually charge around 25. Okay, cool. So for a long form, this is the, the package that I most consistently see us undercharging for in the online space. And I, I think that it's because people don't realize the value until they actually have it, like have it in um, action working for them. You could easily increase this between like three and 5K for long form. Um, you know, 5K is really the standard price for sales pages and having experience behind it will allow you to increase that price. So it could be something you increase now or depending on how like your experiences and like those slides I went over really what informs price results, things like that, you could also do a tiered approach. So for those of you thinking, oh my gosh, I couldn't charge 5K for a sales page, like if you're earlier in your process of doing sales pages, that might feel really out of reach for you. But let me just say, once you are doing them, every single page makes you a better copywriter, makes you more informed about what works, what doesn't work. And then over time, your experience and results and transformation are going to increase alongside your skills. And that's where it's like, okay, let's bring this price point up um, so that we're adequately representing the amount of work and the value that you're bringing to it. So I would encourage you to 
up this now, in my opinion, um, for a long form page to at least like at least 3K and then consider like increasing that as you continue with your experience. Um, so yeah, what are your what are your thoughts on that? I mean, <laughs> I like the idea of making more money, obviously. <laughs> I hate the idea of raising my prices and I always have resistance to it, but mm-hmm. I know that stems from like imposter syndrome. And I, yeah, it always, it always makes me get a little tense, (laughs) but like, why do you think it makes you a little bit tense? I think it just brings up all those feelings of like, am I qualified enough to charge this? Will this scare away potential customers who, Mm -hmm. because it's now more expensive, it's inaccessible. Who am I to raise my prices? Do I have the results to match that? You know, just like basically all of the ways you could ask, am I good enough around Mm -hmm. that or what come up? I can't see the chat right now, but I'm guessing like there are people in there saying like, yes, yes, yes. I felt that too. I felt all of that, you know, and, and I don't think that ever really fully goes away. Um, I think that it's a voice that you have to learn to, to address and say, okay, what points are valid? Because sometimes points raised by our inner critic might, might have some validity. Um, but most of the time they don't. So what I try to do is turn it around and say, okay, what if people don't want to buy this service? Do I think, do I have any proof that people don't buy sales pages at 3K or 4K or 5K? Well, in fact, I know that people are selling sales pages for a lot more than that. People sell sales pages for 10, 20, 50, $100,000 at big corporations, like a lot of money. So maybe that one, I can challenge a little bit my inner critic and that voice. And this takes me back to yesterday, that slide where it's like the what if, what if it doesn't work out? What if I fail? What if... um you know, people don't want to work with me anymore, yada, yada, like turn, turning these into the flip side of, well, wait a second. What if now by me increasing my price point, I'm attracting a higher caliber of client. What if me by increasing my price point, I'm now able to pay a junior copywriter. Cause let me tell you, this is not going to allow you to have good profit margins if you want to grow your agency. So that's where that price increase comes from for me. It's like, okay, in order for you to establish yourself as an agency owner and as somebody who wants to produce high caliber work for the the agency clients you're going to be bringing in, you're going to want to pay for a copywriter that's good, right? Which means you're going to want to take home money at the end of the day, right? Yeah. So in order to do that, like it's a pure numbers game. Um, And I want you to be able to have a healthy profit margin and not feel like you're basically just like the middleman bringing in a client and giving away all of your profits to your junior copywriter. So it is an ebb and flow. It is uh, like a process of like, like bringing up our confidence in that. And that's why I like the tiered approach. So, you know, there's no pressure to up it to a certain amount, you know, today or at any point, but I would just start having that internal conversation with yourself, especially as you think about the agency growth side of it, because that's a really important thing to consider. And this is where we flip over from being just a copywriter to now being a founder, a founder of a company, Right. So you've got different things to contend with and to consider at this point in time. I love that. (laughs) Okay, yeah, things to noodle over, you know? Definitely, lots of noodling to do. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of noodling. Um, And I would also say, and I'm curious about this, one last question and then we'll move on, but when you hear me say that industry standard pricing, like average pricing, this isn't even at the high point, this is just average pricing is 5K for a sales page. How do you feel about that? Does that change your inner critic at all? Let me see. 
that blows my mind. I mean, I'm I'm kind of not surprised because I could think about the people who are on the higher end of things bringing that average up, but I feel like well, also I felt this when everyone else was putting in their their best money, like their goals or their best money number. I was like, I feel like I dream I feel like if I really took the cap off what I thought I could do and what I just allowed myself to actually lean into the big vision and say it out loud, then it would be so much (laughs) bigger. And I think that there are a lot of ways that I kind of am being realistic and practical and 2K feels like a practical price. It feels, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not in, yeah. So that was kind of a rambling answer, but all of that is to say, I feel like there are a lot of ways in which I'm playing it small to rely on a cliche to explain my feelings. Like that is like what you just said is everything. Like come back to the replay and like just listen to the last 90 seconds because that that's like the the. Um, you know, provocation for the mantra that I think that you need to move into, which is it, it's time to become the next version of me. And what does that look like? And who do I need to become to stop, quote unquote, playing small? It's so beautiful to hear you say say that. And like, thank you for opening up and sharing it. And it is just like the first doorway that we pass over into like the next era of possibility as entrepreneurs and everybody goes through it and everybody feels that. And the fact that you're starting to notice it, like I feel like personally, whenever I'm starting to feel uncomfortable, whenever I'm starting to feel a little bit itchy in my own skin, a little bit like, ah, maybe um, frustrated with where I am, but I'm not sure why I, this has happened in enough phases of my business growth for me now to know it's because I'm about to do something bigger. And I, I, it's because I've outgrown currently where I am. So I feel like Maybe that's some of that coming up for you right now. So let's move this over. I know I'm aware of time right now for everybody. So we're like up on the hour, but I want us to be able to have this together. And then we just have a little bit more before we do our prize giveaway. So let's move into the revenue planning piece of this. And actually, I'm just going to copy and paste and let's move this over here. So how many do we have? Five. Let me add one. Oh, no, we've got perfect example. I think I can just copy and paste this. Yes. Okay, great. I have to line it up, though. I don't know if anybody else is like this in a spreadsheet. There. Better. All right. So thinking about your next 12 months and really mapping out the next year ahead for your agency, what we want to do is look at capacity alongside pricing. So we have 2K for sales pages. Thinking about profit margins, are you okay if I increase this at least to 3K so that we can consider if you have a 50% profit margin? So 1,500 yeah. for copyright, yeah? Okay. And these are rough numbers that you can adjust as well. So you'll see here how it's starting to populate. So over the course of a year, for example, if you brought in one a month, one sales page project a month for your agency, then you would be bringing in $36,000 over the year for this. And the beautiful thing about this is as you grow with more copywriters or in the direction that you want to or in price point, then you'll start to see these things fluctuate. So before we really adjust capacity, let's just go through and talk about um, price point on a few of these others. I think we said... 4K was what I said on website copy and thinking about margins as well. That leaves you room 50%, 2K, 2K, for example. Does that feel okay to you? Yeah. Okay. And then we up this to 500, yay. 
and launch copy. Okay. So launch copy, this can look like a lot of different uh, styles of packages. So I know many of you mentioned offering a launch copy in the retreat. For launch copy, you can certainly have smaller packages where you're doing like sales page, maybe a landing page for an opt-in and maybe like a you know small bundle of emails, or you can do like the whole kit and caboodle. If you're doing from ad copy to the landing pages, thank you pages, sign up emails, all the different kinds of emails that go into the launch sequence, like the big kahuna package is super fun to play around with. Would, would you want to be on the more like, let's say robust side of it or do smaller launch packages? There's no right or wrong here, just whatever you'd like. I'm going to say a pain in the ass answer, which would be the middle. middle. Okay. <laughs> Probably not the full shebang, but definitely a, a good, good, good launch package. More than just the sales page, obviously, okay. since we offer that on its own. Okay. So it depends on exact scope, but let's give an example. Like you tell me if this would feel good or more or less. We'll do like prices, right? Okay. Perfect. Okay. Okay. So um, let's say if we take a sales page and you've got landing and thank you pages for the opt-in event. So maybe they're running a free challenge or something. Okay. And then you've got the drive to register email sequence. So getting people to sign up for it, confirmation sequence, and then the actual launch sequence. So that would be like, I think middle tier. Yeah. There's no extra bells and whistles there. Okay, cool. So this package like really depends on like the amount of emails, the, the the exact scope in there, but you know, you could put this anywhere from like seven to 10, 15 K depending on what that scope is. So is there a number that feels good to you where I can put my number in? I feel like you should put your number. <laughs> in. I'm going to say 10 K sounds scary to me. So I feel like that's what I'll start with. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Amazing. <laughs> okay. Look, just the fact that you even said like, let's put in yours. Cause you know that I'm going to choose a higher number probably, um, means that you're already in that phase where you're like, not playing small, like you're like ready for it. And so oh, yeah. and, like, <laughs> I will just reiterate and say like, this is, if you consider a sales page being 5k and then all those sequences and landing pages, like this all of a sudden goes from being like a really big number to like, oh, wait a second, I'm giving a lot away for this value and the time. So you can easily increase that as the scope increases. Okay. Now thinking about capacity, what do you envision for the agency? Like small scale, large scale? Do you have a certain number of copywriters in mind or projects that you would want? Like at least for the year one, we're not talking like down the road, but year one, what feels good to you? Yeah, I'd say probably having about two junior copywriters. So having a a team of three to start with, including myself. Okay. So what kind of role would you like to have? Um, I definitely want to be very involved, but also more in the collaborative process of the beginning mm-hmm. and in the review in the end. So I'd love to have junior copywriters who are helping like that bulk draft get out so that we can get to refining and revisions faster. Um okay. So less one-on-one for me, for sure, in terms of the done for you writing aspect. Yes. Okay. I love that. So, so for those of you listening and those of you interested in agency, this is a really great question to answer for yourself. Thinking in terms of what role do you want to have will allow you to adequately see what's the capacity here? How many clients or projects or, um, you know, offers do you want to actually be taking on to need to fulfill? So Alethea, you're saying you don't actually want to be writing solo. 
Great. So we're getting you out of that project work um, for the bulk of it, but you get to come in for the fun things, the direction at the end. Okay. So in terms of having two copywriters, what we want to do is like divvy up a little bit here. And actually, I'm just going to clean this up a little bit. I would like to see... Let me actually just move this really fast. I just want to see our core packages side by side um, that are the core done for you. Wait, why did it do that? Stop. <laughs> okay. There we go. So now we can see like the core done for you pieces here. And then this is going to be like your strategy session. And then we've got the retainer piece. I'm just going to focus on these right now because this is going to be a new offer and we can talk about that in just a moment. So in terms of having two copywriters, that means that you can juggle two projects at a time. So one copywriter on one, one copywriter on the other. Some people take on more projects and have people in different phases, like coming in and out of research on project A and B and C. In my experience, you can definitely try that. I've seen it work a couple of times. The majority of times I have seen copywriters come to me with that kind of problem and say they're the bottleneck, things are disorganized, systems are not functioning for scale. It's because things are literally messy behind the scenes. So I recommend for those of you considering this, like one project, one copywriter, keep it really seamless and allow yourself to have like overlap time where you're not having to review both projects at the same time. So you can review one one week, the next the next week, or um, days of the week for different projects. So thinking about that and doing two projects a month, that really allows us to prioritize like these three over two a month, essentially. So if launch copy is going to be a new offer, it could be like a primary offer you want to take to scale because you've got like the sales page copy here. Um, or maybe this is one that you kind of like have behind the scenes or just online that you're not promoting as much. What's your first inclination for that? Is there an offer here that you're like, I definitely want to really be known for X? I feel like probably website copy. Fab. Okay, great. So potentially adding brand messaging into website copy, but we can, let's just say website copy for right now <laughs> okay. to not make things complicated. Well, let's say an upsell. The goal here, I did say at the beginning is to can't spell, is to um, be simplistic. However, you can have secret menu things like average order value um, increases. So we can upsell our brand messaging here. Let's say you added that on, like I'll just say 1500. So if you take one a month, because you've got two copywriters and you really want to be known for website copy, you take one a month of these and let's say half of them upsell that's um, a pretty average rate to have an upsell about half of those clients. Oh, my stats did not pop over. Okay, here we go. Um, then the other 12 months of the year, we can divvy up and say maybe half of those months, we've got six and six, we sell sales page copy. And maybe the other half, we're then selling our launch copy. So that equals like, two copywriters. Wait, let me make sure I got that. Yeah. Ignoring this one. I'm actually going to put it in gray because it's an upsell. Okay. So we've got two copywriters working every month on a different project. That's just one project each. So the first iteration here is looking at, okay, if we have capacity, just one project each, this is what this looks like. Now, if you think that you can take on a couple, which is, I would say you could take on two to three per copywriter, then you can greatly increase these, right? Yes, mm -hmm. you're nodding along. Okay, so increasing capacity. So then you can say, okay, well, if we take on three website projects a month, 
for let's say total, if you do four, so let's say two of these, tell me how this feels. We're going to double. Right now I'm doing like six projects myself a month. <laughs> My friend, we need to get you out of this. <laughs> okay, definitely. Yeah. So what I did is I just doubled these. So for those of you who didn't see exactly what I did really quickly. So taking into account four projects a month. So two for each. Now we can certainly like build off to having six or more, but the thing is, is I don't want you to feel overwhelmed in the first year of growing the agency um, and managing people because it, it is going to require things that you don't know yet that it's going to require. So I want you to be able to work out those kinks without being stressed. So that's why I would say keep it at four projects a month. So then you can allocate days or I would say weeks. So if you kind of stretch out the project so that you're reviewing and you're inside of projects like one week a month, a different one, it allows you to have like a nice, easy focus there. Still there we. Okay. Um, so then looking at this, like the main thing that I want you to take away is this nice pie chart over here, because it's an indication of where you can spend a lot of your hours, um, a lot of your energy, a lot of your um, attention in terms of growth from a revenue standpoint. So this green bit here, everybody looking, this is launch copy. This is the one we said we weren't going to prioritize as much, and it is bringing in nearly half of all of your revenue. Website copy, we were doing 24 of these, having to sell 24 of these as well, is this pink chunk, about a third. third. So you can start to say, okay, where would I want to prioritize? And if you want to be known for website copy, great. Maybe we want to increase your price points and make you like need to take on fewer projects or just increase the actual revenue that you're bringing in from those projects. And then in terms of like these small upsell bits, that is going to be something you don't actually have to market. You can add on your proposal. And then sales page copy is going to be likely if somebody doesn't need a whole launch package. So this is a great downsell. Or if somebody comes in for sales page copy, the launch copy can be a great upsell. So they can start to work off of each other a little bit. Yeah. So do you have a question? <laughs> no, it's just, I, I never think about upselling or downselling because I feel like I always just think about my package. It either fits or it doesn't. And yeah. I feel like there's so much opportunity to. Oh, my friend. Yes. Show so people much. the other, offer, like the other packages. Yeah. Or upsells or downsells. Yeah. And this is where you can start to say too, like when I recommend like having industry standard prices and bumping this up, um, you can see as well, like, yes, you can increase your average order value by adding upsells or downsells or add-ons, but you can also let, let's watch this number change and say, if you do 12 self, 12 sales pages, excuse me, over the year, and we change it from three to five and make it industry average, bam, we've almost doubled that almost doubled. And this doesn't mean you have to do it right away. If you want to build up, um, you know, your authority testimonials results over time at this 3k price point for the next six months, eight months, 12 months, then just know that you're going to bump that up. You don't want to make the, the thing is that I see a lot of copywriters get stuck at prices and they never increase or they increase by $200. And, and, you know, they're afraid that people aren't going to come for come to them for that price. But let me tell you what, every time I've increased my prices, I attract better clients. I attract more yeah. clients at a different level or a different type of brand or a different type of founder. So it, it just kind of grows with you. Like the quality of clientele, the quality of pro projects that you can work on grows with you over time. Um, and we haven't even included in here these retainers. I'm kind of leaving this blank so that you can like play around with that. But for example, if you took on 
retainers for maybe you did blog retainers for $1,500 a month or email newsletter retainers for brands one or two times a week. And even if you only had two retainer clients over the year, you can see how that adds a nice little extra cushion for you. Totally. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'm going to take this off because you're not quite sure about that, but go ahead. I was just going to say that I think one of the things too about, you know, being practical and playing it small is about the people that I've surrounded myself with because to some of those people who I found like through Instagram who were kind of those people who were my beginning business buds if you will to them like 5k would be an astronomical amount to pay for a sales page and Mm -hmm. I think from what you just said it's really important to not define yourself by maybe the current audience you're like surrounded by but to remember that that's not the audience you may be wanting to target in the future I couldn't have said it better myself yeah it's both like proximity in your network and your circle because who you surround with like I think it's so true you are like the sum of the five people that you are surrounded by the most and when you can break out of that and you can get in rooms where people are thinking bigger where people are like like when I learned people could make 300k a year it's like holy smokes you know, I can't believe that. And if I hadn't heard that, I probably would have worked for 10 years trying to get to 300K a year. But that came a lot sooner because I knew, you know, that that this was possible and I let other people's ideas stretch me. So I think you're so right about that. Number one is the rooms that you're in, in terms of like what you're exposed to. And number two is like the, the clientele or the messaging, like who you're attracting with your prices and with your own messaging. And we so often pour all of our time into other people's messaging and like building other people's marketing as copywriters. And we don't often like go and update our own and go think about who are we actually attracting. And so we can get in this spot where we're stuck thinking, well, but if I increase my prices, like I know that my clients can't afford this. I know that they won't. And it's like, well, girl, who are you bringing in with your current, like when was the last time you updated your website? So it, it's just like expanding you in multiple ways, I think. And tiered, there's no pressure to do it all at once either. So how do you feel looking at this? Because can I just say we're at $261,000 and I'm going to go back to the beginning and your best goal was 240, my friend. <laughs> I mean, I'm feeling pretty dang good. <laughs> like okay I do need to up that other number for sure (laughs) absolutely absolutely and it's about doing these in phases and tomorrow we're going to talk about really like solidifying like core offers looking at the pie chart and saying okay where where do I want to be known for a and b where is going to bring in the most revenue because when you have revenue and you get a cash infusion into the business then you can allocate that to more business growth so saying okay well maybe I do want to really promote website copy and up that price or promote launch copy because that's going to bring in a big amount and then I can get a lot more revenue and cash in the bank that then will let me continue to promote and you know sell these other pieces but um for you like really focusing on like building authority as like a sales or launch copywriter and website copywriter, like just having two in their sales page and website copywriter or sales copywriter and website messaging, you know, however you want to phrase that, just start uh, reiterating that everywhere. Okay, cool. Any questions before we wrap this up? I don't think so. Thank you so, so, so much. This was incredible and exciting. (laughs) Yay. You are so, so welcome. I want everybody like listening to go back to theirs as well today and just spend some time in it. I like to err on the side of being more conservative. So even, even when Alethea was saying about having like six um, projects a month, like I've kept it at four here. I want you to look at yours and say, 
how can I stretch myself, but also make it so that this is doable, you know, and make sure like if we're putting numbers on the spreadsheet, this is super fun, like I've said, but we want to figure out how to bring these numbers into the bank account. And that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow as well. So um, yeah, just keeping it reasonable for yourself, but stretching yourself at the same time, like challenge yourself. So um, I can share this too. If you, Alicia, if you um, private message Dale in the chat with your email address, then I will share this option with you so you don't have to go in and rebuild it yourself. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. Okay, you're welcome. Callan, good question. The membership, this is capacity. So how many projects are you taking on a month um, over here? So members, you can call this clients, you can call this units. So, or excuse me, not a month, a year. So over the year, just doing one a month, 12 sales page projects. Over the year, just doing two a month, website projects. Six in the year. 12 in the year. Okay. That's what that is. Alrighty. I know we've gone over there. I hope that that was really impactful for you. I haven't been able to see the chat the, um, most of that time because it was over here. So let me move it back. Yes. Okay. I'm so glad this was so helpful. Yeah. Janelle, it really does make lofty goals seem more attainable. It's just math, my friends, math and then execution with a plan. Um, so that's the thing. Execution next. Okie dokie. Thank you so much, Alethea, for being our brave volunteer. Can we all give her a clap? (laughs) Thanks again for for having me. (laughs) You are more than welcome. Thank you for being so open and just, um, yeah, just here to have this conversation together. Okay. So now after this point, this is where usually with my clients, what we do like inside the mastermind is we say, okay, now we need to reverse engineer this plan and break down quarterly goals. Because it's great to have the overview, but like, how do I actually make it happen, right? So what we wanted to do is look at the pieces of the pie, identify what our priorities are, priorities for um, what you want to be known for and what you want to be your main revenue builders. How many of those do you need to sell in order to bring in uh, and start bringing in that sustainable income for the next goal? And we're going to talk about the framework to do this on day three. So we've now covered the scalable business model that you need to start your growth plan with. Tomorrow, we're going to get into the remaining piece. All right. that This is the piece that helped me not just get to 124K month, but sustainable multi-five-figure months and multiple six-figure business. And my first 100K month too. So like, seriously, this stuff works. You can like reverse engineer this and make it happen. Um, and I have... I have distilled all of this down into my certainty builder framework. This is a four-part framework that as soon as I did this, I was able to then expand into multi-six-figure years. So thinking about this and what you need to do to two to three extra income, we will cover it tomorrow. All I want you to do is just sit in these goals today and say, oh, yes, I can do it. All it takes is just that vision that not everybody else will necessarily understand. Remember, even Dale and I didn't necessarily see the same thing. But if you can see it, you can create it. Like you literally create what you envision, okay? So in order to do this, in order to triple your revenue, double your revenue, whatever your goal is this year, I loved seeing all of those in the chat. You first need that scalable offer, which we've covered. You need a revenue plan for growth and the certainty builder framework. So that's coming tomorrow. So screenshot, share on IG. I want to hear what your biggest takeaway was today. DM me. I am just so excited to see all of you like having these aha moments and like I have them alongside you. Like I learned just as much teaching with you as you do. So this has just been so, so fun. And now it is time for our prize giveaway. So give me just a moment because 
I need to check my Slack because my team yesterday, the winner of today's prize, let me just remind you, is somebody who filled out the homework yesterday and submitted the last question in the homework thread in our Facebook group. And you have to be here live today. So my team has popped the winner into my Slack channel. So I'm going to grab that for you and announce who our winner is. Is she here? Okay. Are you ready? Actually, I recognize some of these names. I think some of you are here. Okay. The first one on the list, the first winner. And if you're not here, I'm going to go to the next one. The first winner is Renee St. Clair. Are you here? Pop into the chat. Are you here, Renee? Yay! I thought I saw you earlier. Okay. Awesome. Yay, Renee. I am so freaking excited for you. You are going to win IYI recently up updated revamped IYI is worth $700 and it is like everything you need to get your email sequence up and going to onboard new subscribers and also educate you on like writing fun, engaging, nurture emails going out to your list. So this is going to be so good. Oh, I love you supporting each other. Yay, Renee. Okay. So Renee, my business manager, Nicole, will be in contact with you next week and give you access when she's back in office. She's celebrating a wedding right now. So sit tight and we will get that over to you so, so soon. <clears throat> so that said, I have one more surprise for you today. Now, I am opening up two early bird Freedom Found Collective clarity calls. This is a special surprise because I've had questions in the DMs asking about it. I have been very tight-lipped. I have not really shared a lot of information. If you listen to the podcast, that's where you've got the most information so far. But I've had a really big secret, which is a big bonus that is just for retreat people. I'm going to share it tomorrow, but we have a limited number of spots. And last year at the end of the retreat, like so many of those were snagged right away. So what I'm going to do, and in preparation for the mastermind opening up tomorrow, is that I'm going to give two ladies who are interested in joining the mastermind an opportunity to hop on a clarity call, learn about that, learn about the actual early bird and get a chance to secure their price. If we both think it's a right fit, I'll be really honest with you. If I don't, because we do have requirements for the program and have a chance to like actually nail down and snag one of those spots because they are super limited. So I'll tell you just a quick overview of this. FFC is a high-level mastermind. It's for those wanting to hit their first or next six figures, but we do have a minimum requirement of earning 6K a month in your business. So between six and 20K, that's our minimum there. And wanting to double, triple that over the next year with the scalable, simplified business model. So if you're making at least 6K a month in your business and you're ready to get all the strategies, community, advisors, it's not just me, you get a board of advisors inside the program, then Dale, would you please share the link? Because I have just two call spots available after this, like right after this. And then we're going to have the rest tomorrow. But like, I will tell you last year, like spots were gone really fast. So Dale, you can drop that link in there. If you're interested, go and snag it up because there's only two spots and I think they'll probably go fast. Okay. Thanks, Dale. Oh, great question. Yeah, consistently 6K, you know, 5, 6K consistently. Yeah, just making sure that you've got some bases in the business to now scale it. So if you're a beginner, this isn't quite for you, but I do have some beginner options. You can ask me about that tomorrow and I can share that with you. That's okay, Sarah. Thank you for asking. I'm glad you're here. So you know where you are going and how you can scale your copy business. All righty. Awesome. So that link is in there for you. And now... 
I want to remind you, accountability is everything. Accountability. So homework-wise, I want you to go complete your sophisticated revenue planner. Do you remember on the start here tab, there were other questions about ideal lifestyle, how many vacations do you want to take, um, how much time do you want to have off, and you can use that to inform your overview annual plan as well. Now, here's the kicker. Tomorrow... The biggest prize yet is going to be given away. And this is an opportunity for coaching with me. I am so stoked about this. Now, what's going to happen is this. If you fill out your sophisticated revenue planner and take a screenshot of the first page, and then you email it to my team at hello at crystalchurch.com. We will also share this in the Facebook group um, for you. So if you email my team, just the screenshot, and in the subject line, you say, if you are team leader or team visionary, the team with the most homework submissions, will win a free coaching call with me next week. Those that are here live on the call. Okay, so if you submit this and you are live on the call tomorrow, you're going to win a free private coaching call with me and your team group live next week. I'm super stoked about this. Super, super stoked. Yes, Nicole says, let's go visionaries. Yes. Okay, sweet. So come live for tomorrow. We're going to get really clear on your six plus seven figure mindset. We're going to be um, like really going over the core pieces of the certainty builder framework. So the steps that you need to now bring that revenue plan into the bank account, into action and have that step-by-step -step plan to scale and then a limited opportunity to join the mastermind and this really, really big bonus. I am so excited for this. So all that to say, I am here if you have questions. Thank you for staying. I know I went a little bit over with that coaching call. Let me see. Georgica says, team leaders, let's do this. Yes. All righty. Any questions as we wrap this up? Everybody's so pumped for the homework tomorrow. Okay, good. <laughs> Sarah is so funny. Yes. Oh, no, you went over and gave us more info. How will we recover? Good question. Okay, Renee says, what do you feel is the best brand positioning tool you found for finding clients who are happy to pay those higher end prices? Mm, oh, this one is so good, Renee. Okay. I think I'm going to need to sum it up with more than one because this isn't just about having one thing, but it's more about having things working in tandem and creating an atmosphere around your brand in the right space that attracts these high paying clients. So first and foremost, I would say industry is really important and not just like, oh, you need to choose an industry where there's high paying you know, clients. That is important. But for the most part, most industries have tiers. So what I want you to think about is as you choose an industry, how are you positioning yourself in the industry? Coming back to our own messaging again as copywriters, we so frequently don't prioritize it for ourselves. How is your messaging either attracting or repelling the brands, the companies, the founders that you want to be working with? So in, in terms of thinking about attracting these high paying clients, positioning yourself is the first thing you can do. And it's the freest thing that you can do. It is the most low cost avenue available to you is to first say, okay, let me go back to my messaging. Let me be my own client. I'm going to rewrite my own um, copy, email sequences, you name it. And then you have a couple of opportunities to put yourself with that new messaging in front of those right fit clients. So that could be using paid funnels. I've used those. I've had clients who have put up paid funnels for high ticket projects, people in a solution aware phase 
listening, ready to go, coming into the funnel, booking a call, booking a project, that's an option for you. Um, speaking, PR, getting on podcasts, being able to utilize social, LinkedIn, like there are lots of different avenues. So this is a really bigger question about where your ICA is hanging out, how you want to show up, how you want to position yourself, and then just standing in front of the right traffic because the traffic exists. People are there and ready now more than ever to have good messaging for their business. You just have to figure out how to stand in front of them and where they are. Yes, Martha, be your own client. Okay. Let me see. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Noodle over everything that we talked about today. And tomorrow I'm going to break down how to go about mastering each of these pieces of the Certainty Builder framework. Like once I unlock, excuse me, unlocked this, so much was able to happen in terms of making that revenue planner come to life. So that's why I want to share this with you tomorrow and go do your homework so that we can have a live coaching call next week. I am so pumped for this. Thank you so much for your time today. And I will see you all tomorrow. Same time, same place. Alrighty, bye. Hey, copywriter, you listened to this episode for a reason. You're ready to build the momentum you need to scale a business model that removes you from being the bottleneck of your business's work, that gives you unlimited potential to your revenue growth, and that unlocks your path to your future freedom-filled life. And if you are anything like me, you've got a truly unruly dream for your life, one that exceeds all of the expectations you previously thought you could have for yourself. And now you're trying to figure out how to make it happen. I want you to know that this journey doesn't have to be as intimidating or as lonely as it might feel. In fact, there's a community waiting for you right now to support you in your multi six-figure growth and in creating the wealth generating future you're ready to step into. It's inside my mastermind, Freedom Found Collective. This is a transformative room of copywriters earning a minimum of 6K a month in their business, but upwards of multi five figures monthly and are ready to scale and expand into their next chapter of growth doors are open for a limited time, like less than a week from airing. So if you are ready to join this room, build the right scalable pillars and gain proximity to those that have gone before you, apply now at crystalchurch.com forward slash mastermind. That's crystalchurch.com forward slash mastermind. Spaces are limited and applications are open for a limited time. I'll see you in there.